Welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week we have the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, James, the Fat Man, Stevens, Hello. and the man, the myth, the legend, Rob, the old guy. From the world famous Rob Charney Show. So we'll be turning the clocks back soon. Gaining an extra hour in 2021 is like gaining a bonus track on a Yoko Ono album. So everybody join and enjoy the waning, the waning year of 2021. Mm-hmm. So the uh, the pro the pro to that is you get a few more Z's. You got an, you know a couple of more hours. It gets darker earlier though, so you got a downside. Yeah, I still think it's just a waste of time to keep going. I'm I'm hoping so. I'm, I'm I'm I don't. They need to ban it. I mean, I know I thought we voted in this the California to get rid of it. Yeah. Oh, you got your compatics on again on your phone? Uh, apparently, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you enjoying that? <laughs> Almost this, like Morse code. Keep going. That's just in. Stock market's down. Oh no. Yeah, I don't know. Going up and down the whole time and. Why are we surprised? So, yeah. so here, this is from SciPost.org, P-S-Y-P-O-S-T dot O-R-G. And this is literally, literally the headline. I am not kidding, exaggerating or, exaggerating or lying. Gun ownership is not associated, associated with male dis- sexual dysfunction, according to new research. <laughs> oh, all right. And this is from October 27th, 2020, uh, 2021. Men experiencing sexual dysfunction are not are no more likely to be gun owners than men who are ex- not experiencing such issues. According to a new research published in the American Journal of Men's Health, the study cast doubts on the claims derived from psychoanalytic theory that guns are phallic symbols that serve unconscious representation of male virility. This is a good example of a PhD student needing to have a thesis to write about. And he says, hey, I'm going to write about this. Let's say a duck, dicks and guns really do mix. Good grief. Our gun Come research on. has focused on testing taken four grand... I'm sorry, reading this is hilarious. Focused on testing the taken-for-granted claim of gun culture, said lead research Terrence D. Hill, an associate of Scientology professor on the University of Texas. Are gun, owners, are gun owners especially fearful? Actually, no. I've never met a fearful gun owner that I know of. But, but let's be honest. Most of them I know are really good shots. Can we do this study on... Men with big trucks. <laughs> no, hey, I'm sure. Put put it out there. Somebody will give you some money for a grant. Let's let's narrow it to the people who put, who put truck nuts. I want I want to <laughs> yeah. know the thing. So that, if you have a, a a nut cap on it, you mean it, the the longer that nut cap gets on the trucks, you know, you've seen the real long pointy ones that seem to be in vogue right now. Yeah, exactly. Right. So the longer it gets, maybe that means they're they're yeah, substituting they're, for something. There's something you know that that thing because there are all these little short truck drivers that do that. <laughs> Um, are gun owners especially fearful? Do guns help people sleep better at night? That one's probably true. Do guns make people happier? Well, to be honest, the more guns I have and I'm able to shoot them, the happier I am. So, mm. yes. Do guns... Don't live out of California. Truth. Do guns enhance satisfaction in life? See, answer C. <laughs> Do guns compensate for sexual defa- d- dysfunction in men? Um, matter of fact, over the years, I've known some women who are really into guns. So, it could. Um, I, um, I saw this and thought it was hilarious. Good grief. 
Oh, okay. So analyze data from 780 men who participated t- participated in the 2021 Crime, Health, and Politics Survey, in addition to measures of sociobiographic characteristics and other factors. So, so 780 men. <laughs> Pretty small um, number. Huh? Who is the one that measured their? Did you guys get that? Small I, number. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, that joke just doesn't measure. I know what we're. <laughs> You know, that just kind of blew right there. Oh, well. Anyway. All yes. over the dress. Um, wow. Oh, let's stop bringing up Bill Clinton. Why? He's hilarious. Ah, poor Bill. Depends on He's what, an old man now. Depends on what I answer. What, what was it? Depends on the what, definition uh, of what is, is, is. Every time every time I hear somebody say that, the, the, the southern twang gets deeper and deeper. Because he didn't really have that so, much of an accent. <laughs> So with Disneyland reopening, there have been an excessive number of Anaheim police calls to Disneyland Resort. I'm assuming it's the fireworks. Did you hear that? I did so, not. No. These uh, are for bomb threats, assault and battery, and grand theft. Hmm. So somebody just stole the Disneyland hat from the resort, and that counts as Jesus Grand Theft, I'm sure. So yeah, isn't everything at Disneyland? Things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Everything's what, grand. What's considered Grand Theft? Is it a certain dollar amount? Or size? Uh, yeah. You'd have to so look at a certain the, dollar amount. Yeah. California Penal Code probably states it somewhere. I think it's now, over. But I know it was like 5000 or something so somewhere around there. Grand Theft? I didn't even think it was that high. It may be yeah. now. I thought it was over a thousand, but it doesn't matter. I mean, well, with California law, I'm thinking it probably went up. Uh, it, uh, who knows? I don't know. It doesn't Let's seem see to matter. Okay, grand theft under California penal code. Penal. See the previous thing we talked about. Yeah. Grand theft under California penal code section four eight seven a is defined as illegal or unlawful taking of another person's property, which is valued in excess of nine hundred and fifty dollars. Mm. This crime can be charged as either a felony and or a misdemeanor. Yeah, that's what I thought. That was that. So they stole that a chiro. So yeah. That's chiro theft in Disney. <laughs> a chiro. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Grand theft, delicious Mexican thing. So what what are they counting all this extra? Police activity. Well, at they're saying that it's because of that they're just getting an influx of people because of the shutdown, uh, the park being closed down for 412 days. The pent up fr- frustration of not being able to go to Disneyland. Coming in and acting out. Yeah. Okay. So they, they, they're, they're, you know, they're there to have a good time type bullshit. Okay. I have a legitimate question. It is probably the biggest. Disney enthusiast on the show, undoubtedly, because of what I collect. I'm, I don't get it. I don't understand. Like, okay, I love Disney. Disney's fun, but it's not fun to get arrested in Disneyland. I mean, but just what I want to do, Goofy going, you're coming with me. I don't get it. Well, they're saying that they have an average of 78,000 people visiting the parks on a daily basis. Does it mention anything with alcohol or are all these people like are substances or are all these people sober? Uh, I didn't say that, but yeah. Are they back to serving alcohol in Disneyland? I know. I, I thought they I, shut it down for a bit. Oh, they might have. I thought there was still like two spots that you could buy it there. Maybe. I'm just curious. Because I, I, as a kid, well, I remember you couldn't buy uh, you couldn't buy alcohol 
that I can remember, but I remember when I went on my honeymoon in Florida, there were like in the animal kingdom, there were like tiki huts where you could buy alcohol. And I remember seeing people incredibly hammered, which by the way, being hammered at Disneyland sounds like a miserable experience to me. So the secret button you didn't want a French taxi driver to press. A new device in 1987 allowed allowed threatened taxi drivers to shock someone sitting in the back seat. This is from the CBC archives. <laughs> I love it. This product Good was, on you, French. The product was raising some eyebrows in France and possibly some buttocks <laughs> off the back of the seats of Parisian taxicabs. 32 years ago, a new product called the Blazing Seat was being marketed as a way to making taxi drivers' jobs safer. The Israeli-invented product could be, implant, could be implanted under the upholstery in the back seat of a taxi so it could be triggered by a moment's notice. It would deliver a shock of 52,000 volts. That's minor. Because it's the amperage. That's not that, that that's actually not that high. Yeah, plus, it's traveling through a seat. But that's I mean, that's yeah. that's enough to get some. That that's enough to get attention. I mean, it's not taser level, but that's still pretty good. Uh, so uh, vaults to a misdemeanor client at the uh, touch of a foot pedal. Said CBC Sheila McVerker in a report that aired on the national on the national in November fourth, nineteen eighty seven. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Why did they discontinue that? probably cruelty i guess i don't know passengers can't be quite cruel <laughs> that kind of sounds like fun <laughs> so oh i you know i was wrong the electrical output of a taser is fifty thousand volts i oh, thought it was okay. i thought it was more so most likely what it is is because if you uh okay that makes sense because if you hit the electrode on the body it causes more pain versus just this this thing that's going through the seat Skin and yeah. everything else. Yeah. <clears throat> By the way, five points. Anybody can actually tell me what taser actually stands for. I don't remember. And I don't want to think about it. Well, if, if the two or three people who I know are fans of the podcast, five points, if you get it, mm. five points towards what? Just five points. You can use the points to buy it from the imaginary, uh, mad trio podcast swag store. So do you guys know about the strawberry Pop-Tart case? Yeah, I mean, there's not enough strawberry in the strawberry Pop-Tart. Yes. It's like yeah. Subway's bread not being bread. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't so know. So the attorney, Spencer Sheehan, has filed more than 400 lawsuits that are similar to the strawberry Pop-Tart case. He's going after Keebler, Betty Crocker, and a few other ones, the mostly people that put vanilla and other things in there saying that they're not actually putting vanilla and that there's not enough fudge in the, in the fudge cookies <laughs> because they don't contain milk fat, which is in fudge, so it's not fudge. I bet it I says like really fl fudge flavor somewhere or strawberry <laughs> flavor, you know, or it doesn't actually have to be a certain percentage. Now, I'm just curious, like, what what is this guy's real goal here? Money. He says that, it's, that he's after um, truth and advertising. Money. Yeah, it's definitely money. <laughs> Isn't he an attorney? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So, gee, I, I wonder, what's my motivation? Money. What do you think? Yeah. And then the the uh, another one was 
those Tostitos, you know, their hint of lime chips. <laughs> not enough he lime. There's not enough real lime juice. Oh, Lord. <laughs> well, there's always somebody, isn't there? I mean, that's, that's yeah. yeah. Okay, well. And my, this is a good one, too. So, you know, the snack pack puddings? Yeah. That are made with real milk? Not enough snack in it? <laughs> No, I said it's because they use fat-free skim milk. Oh, Lord. Not enough fat content. (laughs) What judge is going to put up with this crap? Uh, You know, yeah. So it's it's back into, like, somebody can sue about something, doesn't matter what it is, about anything. This doesn't matter. It You know, it just at certain points, though, they have they have to be responsible for what they're suing for. And a judge needs to step up and say, okay, fine, we'll take this case. But if you lose, it's going to cost you X amount of dollars. I'm waiting for Bill Cosby yeah. to chime in about pudding pops. Um, I know there, what was it, Florida? Like, the, the state where Peter Thiel backed Hulk Hogan's Gawker lawsuit, allegedly, if I remember correctly, that state requires a certain amount of money to be banked into account. That way, if you lose, you automate the, the, the money automatically goes to the, to who wins. So I'm wondering if it's something like nuisance, obviously stupid lawsuits need to have a penalty attached like that. Yeah. There's been talk about that for years, but I don't know where that actually stands now. I, I don't know if some states have adopted that and some haven't. And so uh, I have no idea. I think, you know, I think who I didn't say where he's based at, but I think the guy just needs to. What do you bet it's California? What you said, you know, <laughs> he's got to have some type of something happening against him if he loses these cases. This is just ridiculous to me on some of this crap. But as you read through and see what he's going after these guys for, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So. Did you guys know there were female gladiators? Xena uh, Princess in Warrior. Rome? So this is, yeah, in Rome. This is something I didn't actually know, have yeah. never heard of uh, up until right. recently. So gladi- gladiatrix, G-L-A-D-A-T-R-I-X. The gladiatrix pearl is a female equivalent of the gladiator of ancient Rome, like the male counterparts, the gladi- gladiatrices. Oh, that's actually what they said. Fought each other, uh, other wild animals to entertain the audience of various games and festivals. Very little is known about them. They seem to be used much as the same equivalent of male, but were heavily outnumbered by them. Hmm. Uh, it was pretty interesting. This is from uh, Wikipedia, the bastion of all knowledge. But this is the first time I've ever run across well, that in anything. Generally, a lot of gladiators were slaves or um, criminals. Oh well, there there were the professional gladiators so, too. As, a, as they, and there were the professional gladiators, but those are fairly rare. So, Most of them were just slaves that were sold into the gladiator arena, or they were either um, criminals who were given a, a chance to vindicate themselves. And sometimes, if they vindicated themselves well, they were just reused instead of released. So. See. The women were generally, the women slaves were generally sold as sex workers at some, at some point, or house uh, maids and things like that. So that's why I was not surprised. surprised. They're pretty rare. So they seem to have been introduced during the very late Republic and the very early Empire, and were officially banned and as unseemly from 2080 onward. Their existence is known only through a few accounts written by members of the Roman Rome 
Rome's elite, and very small number of inscriptions. I thought that was probably because at this point I've I, I love history, so I've watched a ton of Rome stuff, and that's the first little tidbit I've heard of. It's like, wow, oh, it was super interesting. <clears throat> couple of things I've been reading recently on Roman history in particular is that, uh, and Greek history is there's a, there's a lot that they're rewriting now and going back and looking at because they're coming across other writings other than Plato, uh, uh that have written about all this stuff <clears throat> and they're coming up with more things such as the female gladiators and the fact that there were actually more professional gladiators than was first thought that not everybody was just sacrificed because they could be. I mean, there, there obviously was the, the slave situation and all that. But at the same time, there are also uh, more, more, more things that are coming about, out about it all the time, which I, I find fascinating. They're still coming across sure. stuff. I, I remember reading the one thing that always that paid my interest when talking about like the gladiators was the fact that it wasn't normally it wasn't a death sentence because even if they were slave, it was so expensive. The amount of money it cost to train them that it was – only selected times or limited times that they would they'd end up going for fatalities just because they, nobody could keep it up. Mm -hmm. It would be ridiculous. <clears throat> yeah. So there was that. So if you uh, if you were in the ocean and you closed your eyes and you ran into a mountain, what do you think would happen? Um, like, how did I run into a mountain in the middle of the ocean? All right. That's, yeah. that's a good, that's very good. I like that. So one of our U.S. Navy's um, Seawolf class nuclear dun, submarines recently dun, 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 just, uh, just dun, recently apparently ran into a sea mound that was known. So how's the poor guy doing? So, yeah. So get this. This is, you know, the, the, the Navy is was pretty tight-lipped about when it happened. It happened uh, on October 2nd. Um, well, that's when it was reported. Probably five days earlier it happened. And apparently it kind of smacked into the sea mound as it was cruising around whatever speed it was cruising around at. And it was, uh, they got it kind of going, uh, we knew about this sea mound. Well, why did you run into it? You know, there's, there's like, our eyes closed. The lights are off. There, there's there radar and other things that, I mean, that you can tell that you're coming up on something in a, in a those ships. Well, you know, you know I mean? a lot of these submarines run run silent. In other words, they're, they're not actively pinging. They're doing everything they passively. can with, passively without any, because this particular submarine was somewhere near China, <laughs> of course. And uh, Apparently it, uh, yeah, it struck a sea mound, and now they're coming out with more studies and well, more, more information about it. And I guess it was a known sea mound. It wasn't like oh, all of a sudden it appeared on the map out of nowhere. See, the, the back of my <laughs> mind, it was some redneck in the boat going, "I'm sorry, boss, I see no look, no window." <laughs> and it's sorry for all my, my my southern friends, but you know, I'm thinking Clem was driving and he couldn't look out the window. Yeah, so unfortunately, I'm sure that commander's career is over with, but. Because he'll take the yeah. fall. He'll take the fall for it. But, you know, it's like, hmm, maybe we shouldn't do that in a billion-dollar submarine. Do you think, would he get a dishonorable discharge? Oh, no. He just wouldn't go any further. He'd never make captain. So pretty much he'd be sidelined He'd forever. be done. Yeah. His that's, career is done, unfortunately. That's, that's interesting. I've been reading a couple of weeks ago to a month ago. I read somebody say, like, they say making captain is incredibly easy in the military. You just have to be long enough. They said they handed out like Cracker Jack prizes if you're in for a long period of time. Maybe the Army, not in the Navy. I, 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 this is the, the Navy, first time I heard that. So. Yeah. The, the Navy's like a, 
a, a full bird colonel. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. You got to understand there's a difference. Captain in the army, well, so that's a different I'm thing. I'm assuming it's but, a captain. So is that the captain the rank or is the captain a position? So in, in the Navy, uh, most submarine captains are commanders. Okay. Some can be actual captains as well, but most of the time they're, they're commanders. And then the next rank up is captain. And that's who you typically call the, the commander of a ship is the captain, but their rank may not be captain. Okay. So that, so, so that, that thing saying captain, my captain could be true. You're saluting the person and the rank could be. Yeah. You never know. So there, there is that, but anyway, so much for our top of the line, super secret submarines being able to navigate the oceans without running into things. Clem could Clem just didn't get a chance to look out the window. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the, that's maybe that's the other problem. Maybe it rolled down the window and <laughs> that's hilarious. So ah, I'm sorry, sorry for those guys, but uh, come on, that's a I know that's had, a major cluster. There had to be the major pucker power, but you know, afterwards they're all laughing about it. Hey, boss! <laughs> I guarantee you, none of those people are laughing about it because the Navy takes that very, very seriously. No, I, I guarantee you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guarantee you. I guarantee, like, after the fact, when they're back in their base, after somebody's been yelled at, oh, they're yeah. making fun of the I'm fact. i down the road. Yeah, they might be doing it there, knowing some of the military Who people knows? I have. You know, the other problem that they're having is getting these things repaired now because there's a major manpower shortage in all the shipyards as well. And apparently that's the other thing that military is not talking about. It's the backup or the backlog of repairs needing to be done to all their naval ships, which are mostly done by civilians. And there's a huge uh, need for all these trained people and they're not there now. A lot of them retired or left and don't want to work or I wonder, whatever. I wonder if this is going to be something you're going to see, like the, 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 the military start pumping out, um, like, you know, you know, like they'll learn a skill thing, but be a welder, be this, like actual, like tradesmen, like actually That'd focus good, on that. That would be a good reason to go into the military, which a lot of guys do. They go in to learn a trade. That's and, what my father-in-law learned. Uh, yeah. The weld the or electricians or whatever it may be. So no, it's a, definitely mechanics. So, so the, the two countries you don't want to be right in right now that have COVID is Australia and China. China locks 30,000 visitors inside Shanghai Disneyland after one guest got COVID-19. Yeah, but the guest, it was a guest that had left the day before and self-reported. And that's what they apparently to do in China. So good on those people. They're real freaked out about it as they should be. And then uh, they locked 30,000 people inside Disney didn't let them out until they were all tested. And then, here's the part I couldn't understand. And then before they could even be left, let out in the wild, so to speak, they had to uh, wait 24 hours and be tested again. So, I don't know. I love, I love the little bit of this article because it, it, it says, the, with fireworks exploding above them as they waited nasal swabs, the Disney visitors became the latest Chinese residents to experience life under zero tolerance. They were saying the longest queue they've ever seen was at that... I believe it. Disney China. Yeah. I, I thought that was hilarious. Because so, I was thinking of all the places to be locked in. It's not the worst place. Well, I as guess, long as as long as you didn't hear, it's a small world constantly. I going mean, off. I, I'm a. I hope they would be able to get to their hotel rooms. Also, I hope their food available. I mean, you know, that's they've got to be able to handle these thirty thousand people locked inside. Did you imagine a line with thirty thousand people hearing? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> You're about to have a Chinese riot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. So apparently, apparently Russia's on lockdown again, but only for residents. So you can travel in and out of the country. Oh. Well, so wait, I, just residents? So that, that so does that mean like yeah, they, they can't leave? To to work and they have curfews. 
They're allowed to go to work, but they have curfews. They're not allowed to go to work. They can't even work. Nope. Oh, how is their economy still holding? I I know in Russia was telling me that they're in lockdown, but you can travel in and out of the country. Ah, all right. That makes a lot of sense. I guess, uh, uh, they obviously don't care about anybody leaving. Go, go here. The borders are open now. You're free to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I guess, um, uh, Himmler, I mean, Putin just, just, just really, wow. I'm sorry. I always get those two confused. Um, that's nuts. I mean, just, I'm amazed like the level of lockdown that's happened. Like you not like United States had a fairly easy lockdown far as it was pretty much voluntary unless, uh, unless you didn't have a, you know, unless in case of something, I never heard of any cases where it was by force. Like not like the old quarantine laws, but you hear like Australia's doing, you heard like Vietnam and Korea were doing, China's doing, Russia's doing. We had for, we had a fairly gentle lockdown, generally. Because we believe in freedom, right? In America. America, we had freedom even if we couldn't go anywhere or do anything. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, but it's not like in China, I heard stories, and granted, how, your mileage may vary if this is true, but I heard stories of people's doors being welded shut <laughs> and, and bolted shut in China. Like go ahead, entire, weld my door shut. It's wood. Right? Go ahead, go for it. Like, um, right. Like in in, burn in the house down. yeah in in China, I heard stories of like you know people basically being locked in their homes by the force of a firearm. <laughs> Somebody I know in Italy, <laughs> if I remember correctly, they said they were only allowed to leave their homes on certain days to go grocery shopping, and the rest of the time they had to be in their home. Like it was like you know super crazy. That's one reason you saw videos in Italy of like these like these giant buildings of people singing because they're stuck inside with each other. Mm. Yeah. Well, anything's possible. I, you know, and I, I don't know. just not talk about COVID, but I, I am, I'm curious about like the, the circumstances surrounding COVID I think is interesting. Like the Australian thing is the thing that I'm most fascinated by. And one of the reasons, the biggest thing I heard, the reason why it's happening is America is, is one of the few countries that actually have rights defined like we do like enough so that if they did something like that in the United States, it would require very special circumstances because otherwise it would be a violation of basic constitutional rights. Like the only way they say they could do it is that they declared martial law in the United States. Like besides that, they could not legally do any of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you've got a number of things going on. And I think we even talked about this a number of shows, I mean, last year's shows about uh, what would have to happen. Because many law enforcement, remember we talked about the difference between the sheriff's department and police departments and all that stuff. You know, there's that whole, that whole issue too. And and it depends on, you know, what the sheriffs are going to be willing to do or not. Anyway, anyway, long story short, who knows? Anything's possible. I, you know, this, this crazy, strange age we live in of COVID, COVIDitis that, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I I find it fascinating like i'm i'm kind of over the topic of of covid because let's be honest there's nothing new because nothing really well i died the, the i just read today that the the last nation in the world that didn't have a covid case finally had one covid case and that was tongo really yeah there? yep tongo finally got their very first covid 19 tongo case what? uh the, the island, uh, island nation of Tongo, T O N G O. Huh. Yeah. Oh, talk about uh, uh, non important news. Facebook has changed their name to Meta. 
Nah. You know, and the, the best news that happened about all of this, um, one, they're getting rid of the Oculus name, which I actually disagree because I like the name. They're going to call it the Meta Oculus, uh, the Meta Quest. But the, the Oculus Quest is actually tied to your Facebook account. So if you get it banned, you get locked out of your Oculus product. Well, but so the Facebook name's not going away. No, yeah, the, the overall company. But the Oculus name. The Oculus name's getting away. So basically, it's going to be like how Alphabet is Google's parent company. So now the term meta has been around for decades, decades and decades. And I, I don't understand how a company like Facebook can all of a sudden say, hey, we're going to change your name to, uh, to a word that's been around forever. And then they're going to go around trying to sue everybody on copyright infringement for using it. Yeah, I'm, and does it mean, I don't under, like, I'm kind of curious about it. It's like copywriting the name Lana. You can't do it. No, I don't. Under, so, why, I don't, I'm Is so it, confused on them taking, and maybe it's my age showing, but I'm kind of confused on them taking that particular name. Doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever, Facebook. Isn't there a company? Uh, I'm thinking it's like, yeah, Emeril Lagasse with BAM. You know, he was saying that he's the only one that could say BAM because he's coined the phrase. Yeah, well, but as that turned out not to be the case. Yeah, I assume it's going to be not to be the case as well. Yeah. But yeah. Android, the word Android is owned by Lucas. Vis-a-vis is now owned by Disney, the word Android. I so I, 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 You know what? I'm not, not being a copyright attorney, maybe we need to find somebody who can actually give us legal definition of what all this really means because it's a lot of speculation on my part. It just doesn't make any sense, though, to me. I wonder if it's if it's original word like... Um, <laughs> Like, like say Android when it came up or, or droid or, you know, some sort of word that was never in the lexicon. I bet you could copyright that, but you're right. Meta has been around forever. I mean, maybe the definition has changed. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've always wondered about taking common names and becoming the company name and then copywriting it. I, you know, I, I know it, it, it's getting difficult in this day and age to come up with new and exciting and unique, although they seem to do it all the time with very strange spellings of things, well, that's the which only is the way, way they do it. That, like WWE, if you take a look at how they spell people's names, that's the only way they can copyright it because they got like funky names. Right. Like Tyson spelled with a Z, you know? Yeah, no, and I understand that. So that's part of the reason they do that. I mean, that we've got a lot of everyday common items that we use the terms for probably the biggest one is like Kleenex, you know, it's a facial tissue. Kleenex is a brand name and people just, you know, they use that as the everyday word. Um, so there are th some things that can become part of the lexicon, but I, I don't know. I, I just don't know the legal en entity on that. And then it doesn't make sense to me. It's not, it's a stupid name. So, oh, okay. So talk about how long it's been around. Yeah. Meta from Greek something or other meaning after or beyond is a prefix more comprehensive or transcending. Yeah. So it's been around at least since ancient Greece, at least. So, so maybe Plato came up with it. He needs to copyright that. <laughs> All right. So enough about stupid Facebook on it. I got a list. You want to hear a list? I need to come up with list, list music. Anchors <laughs> away, my boy. That's, know, that's not list music. That's stupid <laughs> music. That's <laughs> you just pissed off a bunch of semen. No, that's the naval no. song. Yeah, well, so uh, <clears throat> made some marines happy though. Yeah, famous individuals who were exhumed from their graves. <laughs> this should be this should be a topic for when Brian is on the show. See if he can guess any of them. All right, here we go. I'll start with number one: Salvador Dali. 
Oh, okay. Surprise me. All right. So seven. Well, okay. Can you guess why though? This is one that these are the things that always amaze me as to why was his body exhumed in June. 20, what's that? Donate to science. Uh, no, a child. Would nice try guess. though. They wanted to see if somebody was his biological kid. So in <laughs> John's ding, ding, ding on yes. June, 2017, a judge in Madrid ordered the exhumation of Dolly's body in order to obtain samples for a paternity case. A woman had claimed that the artist had an affair with her mother in the mid-50s, 1950s. Tests carried out prove cons- conclusively that Dolly and the claimant were not related. Oh, man. She lost her case. Is Charlie Chaplin the on case? The case was thrown out. Oh, yeah. He's on there. Apparently, after nearly 30 years of burial. Exhumation? What's that? Does she have to pay for the exhumation is what I'm curious about now. Well, see, now you're going to have to dig into the story deeper than I did. Well, the case was thrown out, however, and apparently after 30 years of burial, his iconic mustache mustache was still perfectly intact. You definitely want to stay tuned (laughs) for more of Rob's famous listicles. Stay tuned for after the break. Today's show is brought to you by Audacity. The gamer dignity is overrated. Go to O-D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y.com. That's O-D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y.com. Pick up a card game from this website or selected stores. That's Audacity, the unforgettable party game for mischievous people. And make sure you use the code MADTRIO, all caps, one word, for 10% off your final order. That's MADTRIO, all caps, one word. And thank you for that. Uh, so we've got a couple of presidents on the list too, but we'll start with this one anyway. Uh, Abraham Lincoln. He couldn't tell a lie. Lincoln was buried in Oak Ridge Cemetery in Springfield, Illinois. A decade later, thieves attempted to steal the president's body for ransom. They failed, but the coffin was subsequently hidden between the walls of the tomb to deter would-be grave robbers. Later, it was decided to build a larger, more secure monument. During the construction, Lincoln's body was secretly exhumed and rebodied in the nearby ground. Finally, in 1901, after 13 months of construction, the president's remains were reinterred in the now familiar Lincoln family mausoleum. By the way, that's a weird crime. I'm going to hold a dead body in hopes that somebody's going to give me money for it. It's not it. the first time either. I mean, that's, that's such a weird... I know. Let's, let's steal a body and see if we can get money from the family for it. And, and like, the worst thing is... It's already this, dead. Yeah, uh, but the that's not the smell. <laughs> By that time, it's long gone. So, How about Christopher Columbus? <laughs> I'm surprised uh, he hasn't been dug up or right back again. Oh, uh, yeah. He was... So he was uh, supposedly originally known to be buried in the Dominican Republic. However, that nobody's really certain if it was actually Cuba or Dominican Republic or where it was. But he finally got, apparently somebody got pieces of him. And so now they're claiming that parts of Columbus is possibly in Cuba and the Dominican Republic and as well as Spain. So who knows? His pieces are spread all over the place. Jeez. All right. Here's something up. And moved him to different places. I guess so. They, okay. Everybody wanted a piece of him. <laughs> That's the old, yeah. <laughs> right. I want a piece of you. Here you go. All right, here's history lessons. Lee Harvey Oswald. Does everybody remember who that is? The man yeah. who killed Kennedy. All right. So Lee Harvey Oswald assassinated President John F. Kennedy in November 22nd, 1963. Oswald was himself shot and killed two days later by Jack Ruby. Oswald was buried at Rose Hill Cemetery in Fort Worth, Texas. But as the man in the coffin really was the man in the coffin, Billy Oswald, well, people are claiming it wasn't. And so they had to guess what? 
dig him up to prove that, yes, it was really him. And dental records did confirm that it was really Oswald in his own grave. There's a movie about his family we did during Real Flix Reviews. Was, that was an amazing movie. Mm. I'm, I'm surprised. Amazing in that. Which is really well done. Oh, okay. I'm actually surprised anybody gave a shit about that guy. <laughs> well, I don't know. There's always people. What about Charlie Chaplin? Ah. Yeah. The cherished as a worldwide icon through his screen persona, the tramp, and it was regarded as the most important figure in cinema history. He died on December 25th, 1977, which I kind of went, wow, I didn't realize he loved Hitler. Hitler loved him. Hitler loved him until they saw the great dictator. (laughs) (laughs) And was laid to rest in a village cemetery in Corso Valley, Switzerland. But on March 1st, 1978, the comedian's body was dug up from his grave by two thieves who reburied it in a field in nearby village in Nerville. The pair then attempted to extort money from Chaplin's widow, Ona. The grave robbers were eventually caught and the body returned to the same grave. I'm still shocked that somehow it's like, okay, let's steal a corpse and let's... let's Get money from the family. They keep trying. I mean, talking about beating a dead horse. <laughs> Oof. Okay, how about uh, Jesse James? Everybody remembers Jesse James, right? He met his end by being shot in the back by Bob Ford. April 3, 1882, James was promptly buried in Kearney, Missouri. However, some claim the infamous gunslinger survived the attack and rode off into the sunset to live to a ripe old age. So to prove that theory wrong, they had to dig up the body that they thought was him. And surprisingly enough, because there are still descendants of Jesse James around, uh, it was a match. So he was shot dead and was buried. So now they had to stick him back in the ground again. Yeah, by the coward Robert Ford. By what? By the coward Robert Ford. That's right. By the coward. Well, you know. (laughs) I mean, they, that was actually a good movie if you've seen that one. Uh, I may the have. Assassination of Jesse James by the, the Coward Robert Ford. That's oh. the actual title of the movie. Okay. I'll have to look that one up. I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, uh, that's a good one. No, good. Anyway, uh, anyway I got a, a couple of more here. Uh, some of them are more interesting than others. And then, uh, I mean, I'll put some names of interesting. Eva Perone, she apparently had to be moved around some. <laughs> from oh. Italy to Spain, back and forth a little bit. All, Oliver Cromwell. Uh, you got to go back in his, your history to really think about who Ol- Oliver Crom- Cromwell was. But he was one of the signatories of the King Charles I's death warrant in 1649. I had to remind myself who he was. So, but uh, long story. He was, uh, this, this one you'll like, Cromwell's body remained in Westminster until Charles II came to power. Seeking revenge for his father's execution, Charles ordered Cromwell's body to be exhumed in 1661. After being hanged from the gallows by an angry mob, the corpse was beheaded and the head displayed on a pole outside Westminster Hall until 1685. That was a long time to be outside there. The remains, meanwhile, were dumped into a pit. It's believed Cromwell's head was interned in 1960 in the grounds of the Sydney Sussex College in Cambridge, a secret location. Can't be too secret if you know where it's at. But, <laughs> so, yeah. but they, you know, talking about getting mad even after the fact. That's a long fucking yeah, grudge. Mob justice. Yeah, huh. Jeez. So there was that. Marie Cur- uh, a Curie. Marie Curie. 
Pierre Curie, you know, who, who was this uh, to test how radioactive her corpse was? Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I wouldn't want to touch her body considering how much radiation that woman absorbed. Considering all her articles, like her notebooks and all that, they are incredibly radioactive still. Oh, yeah, I will be for a while. So anyway, it doesn't say, you know, when I, that one I needed to spend some more time reading because it doesn't really say, oh, I think she was, she died before her husband and he was actually, when he passed away, he was buried somewhere else. So they moved her to be next to him. Isn't that sweet? It is. Huh. huh. Uh, she buried in a lead box. I good question, huh? I'm, I don't know. Doesn't say. <laughs> you you hope she is. I'm assuming her. I'm assuming her body would be radioactive for a long time. She'd be used to find with a gag counter. <laughs> <laughs> Yasser Arafat. You guys remember that guy? I do. Yeah. Palestine Libera- Liberation Organization leader. Yeah, he supposedly died November 11th, 2004, from what doctors described as a massive stroke. There's a lot of people that think the stroke was a massive amount of lead. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah. his his widow pressed for a murder investigation, believing her husband had put in poison. Yasser Arafat's body was exhumed by Swiss and French forensic scientists. Well, I could have told them right off the bat that wasn't going to work, putting the Swiss and the French together. <laughs> On November 2012, results published by the Swiss showed that Arafat may have been poisoned by plutonium. The French, however, thought it's unlikely. <laughs> and, the, and the debate continues on to today. That's oh, why doesn't that surprise me? All right, we have another president, Zachary Taylor. Oh, wow. Yeah, so Zachary Taylor served as the 12th president of the United States from 1849. 1849 until his death on July 9th, 1850. May believe the president had been murdered, dispatched by poison somehow, administered in his food or drink to quash the association rumors, which persisted into the 20th century. Zachary Taylor's body was exhumed in 1991. Oh, that's pretty recent, actually. No evidence of poison was found. Instead, it was declared he had succumbed either to cholera or gastritis. Hmm. All right. <laughs> wow. So at least they put that to rest. I mean, you know, all of us are one of our most famous presidents of all time. Zachary Taylor served less than a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. I'll end my list. So Clive Barker supported himself early in his career by occasionally working as a male prostitute for rich and secretive, secretive clients. Yeah. Their experience inspired him to write Hellbo- The Hellbon- Hellbound Heart, which was later adapted into the film Hellraiser. these are kind of like you know lightning round of interesting things hey did you know the chinese time quick and interesting thing you know china had a the Chang'e five spacecraft collected about 30 about three pounds four pounds of moon rocks and brought it back did not they're finding out yeah this was uh uh so james is doing the morse code to, to what I'm saying. So he needs to tap a little faster, though. It's the slowest Morse code in history. He's still That's on the Welcome speed to... I would do it at when I was trying to learn it. He's, just, he's still on Welcome to the Mad Trio podcast. <laughs> just trying to get those letters out. Yeah, but anyway, they're finding out for some reason, and now everybody's scratching their heads, that the rocks from the Chinese are about a... a uh, wait a minute, let, me, let me be sure I get this right. Because it, it was a ridiculous number. Um, 
that the, the age of the uh, of the samples between their rocks and the rocks that are collected by the Apollo landings is about 2.3 billion years difference in age. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That's a big... Uh, How does that make sense? That, uh, that, that, well, that's... So, they're, yeah. They, <laughs> we're not the only ones sitting here going, hmm, let me think about this. 2.3 billion years difference. Hmm. Well, I don't know, maybe in the time of the starting of the everything, that's no amount of time at all, but still you would make, really, that's, they're, so they're all trying to scratch their heads now. They're, they all being the, the, the deep thinkers that look at this stuff, trying to figure out how that's possible. Well, maybe the, 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 the Chinese got their moon rocks, like when you went to Mexico getting bottled water. <laughs> yeah that's true how do we know those were moon box not something they just collected out in their backyard exactly right you know <clears throat> the moon hey. landing's fake they chinese did definitely not don't have the capability of landing in the moon come on and bringing back four pounds of rocks right yeah yeah it just really makes you wonder about their carbon dating uh skills i mean they obviously stole it from an american company they probably just didn't get the manual <laughs> I, yeah, I. So isn't car carbon dating done by the decay of of atoms? So I mean, they that that's yeah. like a set in stone. You can't change. It's got to be absolute fact, right? I have heard, and I don't know how much is true because I've actually never looked it up. But I've heard there's been multiple samples of the same thing that'll get a, like a massive difference in age. But I don't know if that's the way it, it is now or if it was originally. But I, I've heard it. The story I read years ago said it's not uncommon, but I don't know if that's true now. Hmm. I don't know. <clears throat> it also, <clears throat> excuse me, folks. I don't mean to be doing that in the mic. I don't have a mute button here, though. So it does make you wonder, though, like James says about the carbon dating. I mean, it's it's supposed yeah. to be you know scientific fact. And, uh, oh, it talk about hilarious. Um, I read an article about the Playboy Mansion, and this guy was talking about, hey, there, uh, Hugh Hefner had massive orgies in the mansion. And all the commenters were like, shocking. <laughs> yeah, okay, well. Let's state the obvious. Exactly. All right. Water's wet, sky is green. Grass is blue. It can be. Yeah. There you go. Or it can't. No, nah, it depends on... Uh, Depends if your friend's a smart ass and decides to spray and paint your lawn. I don't know. Or you're colorblind. That would suck. So, hey, your glasses. Did you hear that more uh, police are starting to stop, uh, stop pulling people over for minor traffic offenses, Rob? No, I hadn't heard that. So, uh, Philadelphia is the newest state to to implement this, where they're gonna stop pulling people over for low-level traffic offenses. Okay. Which can range from expired tags to um, lights being out, just things like that. And their reasoning is that it's supposed to make it more race-friendly. Mm-hmm. Is what it is. I'm trying to look up the it's the old It's wording. the old probable cause situation. And I yeah. the reason. what was the reason for pulling this gentleman over? Because his taillight was out. So does this mean? Yeah, so but, what? What's the point of paying your tags if you're not gonna if you're not gonna get pulled over? Uh, so you don't get fined by the DMV. Um, 
It's the driving equality bill is what they have it as. Um, Minnesota's doing it. Virginia. Uh, there's another state. Uh, so if California does this, I would say you don't have to pay your registration fee then if the cops are going to pull you over. So my, my understanding, and, Minneapolis, okay. But now my understanding what John just said is, is that the states are going to the insurance companies saying that if the, if the car has expired tags, you can't insure the car because it's not yeah, roadworthy. So then yeah. if you get in an accident, it's all on you. Yeah. That would yeah. go along with mechanics and like other places telling the insurance company, the mileage of the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's yeah. a lot of what's going on with that. Oh, San Diego is having discussions about doing a, a mile, uh, mile tax road usage tax. What? So basically if you commute, like I do like three hours, if you, so basically if you drive three hours a day and say, if it's 50 miles, you're going to get taxed for like, you know, say a a dollar per mile a day. So how much you drive, you get taxed for that much for road usage. Since the roads allegedly got repaired by the gasoline tax, but because gas cars get such great gas mileage, like my hybrid gets 40 to 45 miles per gallon, they're actually losing revenue. So what they're doing is they're trying to raise revenue. But if y'all actually ever pay attention where this fund goes in the lovely state of California, it goes to everywhere, but the roads. So California has been talking about trying to implement this for decades, decades. and they, they keep bringing it up. Uh, I think Newsom actually mentioned it not too long ago about again, looking at the possibility of doing that. What a cluster that'll be. I, I just. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So my thing about this whole thing is how many serial killers were caught for low level infractions? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, when you, when you start giving a pass and you're coming out and you're saying we're giving a pass, in other words, we're not going to pull you over because you have a taillight out or you have a license plate light out or your tag looks expired or whatever. You know, what they forget is many times that contact with law enforcement can do other things other than, you know, just whatever that their idea is going towards trying to stop these things. The reason behind it sometimes is a safety reason. So, yeah. you know, not every law enforcement officer that pulls somebody over because their taillights out or headlights out or their tags, they pull them over for safety reasons. They say, Hey, you know, there's been a lot of people that have gotten just warnings or statements and said, you know, just man, make sure you get it fixed. I was just checking, make sure everything's okay. And those are the good kind yeah. of contacts that we need. And now if we're going to eliminate that as a possibility, I am, I am curious though, like how many true. have, have been, Oh, this guy has a taillight out. Okay. Let's um, Chicago, we did an article about this couple episodes ago about how, you know, the, the cops in this one neighborhood would pull over a black dude for like a tailgate being out, then search the car. Oh, absolutely. So I, I wonder, oh. like, so I'm just wondering statistically, Look, what is the, what is the more common thing? We know that human beings, no, no matter what, will try to scam the scam a system, no matter what that system is. Doesn't matter if you're a crook, if you're a cop, if you're a politician, if you're a doctor, right? Every walk of life has tried to scam every type of thing, whatever there is. So yeah, I guarantee you there have been law enforcement officers that have used that as an excuse, uh, you know, when they actually didn't have anything else and they'll say, okay, Hey, his taillight was out. Oh gee, it looks like it's working now. Sorry. Um, I mean, I, many, 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 many years ago, I was pulled over and turned out by a friend. Uh, he didn't know it was my car pulled me over because he thought the treads on my tires are too thin. Why the car was moving. 
I'm going, that's next to impossible to, you know. And he came up, you know, and then I, I caught, I happened to know the guy and said, hey, Mike, what's going, what are you doing? I'm here with the family. I'm going, oh, I didn't know it was you, Rob. Sorry about that. I, I, I was making an excuse. Yeah, so, I mean, it happens, right? They, they do it, you know. You know what they say, the difference between a cop and a criminal is the badge. Fortunately, I think the majority of that's not true. But there is that. There will be that. Yeah. I guarantee it. And I'm, I'm not anti-cop. I've just, I've just known a lot of scummy people and a couple of people who were scummy, co- who scummy, scummy people who became cops. So there's, you know, yeah. or, or if you read into L.A.'s crash unit, there's, there's, there's scumbags in all sides of the badge. There always has been. There, you know, so, and, and we discussed this before. But so to James's point, I think my problem is, is when you come out with an actual, okay, now we're not going to, we're not going to stop um, you because of these things, right? And then they're no longer in the, the tools of what can be done. Like James said, is now, you know, how many murderers or major crooks or whatever, drug dealers, whatever, have been caught because of stops like that. I wonder if this is basically a manpower issue because a lot of these places that James mentioned have had a massive or allegedly re- massive reduction in it's in, in the force. So I wonder if it's because it's it's not because of the allegedly they're trying to look more uh, friendly to minorities, but it's a fact that, hey, we have less cops and this will make a great excuse to be more friendly. It's a marketing gimmick in, in disguise of a, a manpower my, my opinion, this is a let's defund the police thing. Yeah, that's like right? I said. It's the yeah. same thing. We're just, we're just trying to um, uh, handicap law enforcement out there. All right. The, 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 the word handicap could be is, is misinterpreted in this. Is, is, it, is it taking a tool away from law James enforcement? Is on, yes. James is on the phone. I think it's okay. Oh. <laughs> hey, I'm the one with the placard. <laughs> hey, James. Hey, I have one too. <laughs> yeah. I'm the only one who doesn't. Hey, see, you're the odd man out. I, I am curious. <laughs> and you're the one who needs it the most. I, there is a question I'm having is when is the uptake of this? Because at some point... Like in the story we did like a month ago about, I think it was Chicago, where the, the rise in violence is becoming noticeable to everyday citizens. When is this going to be on the rebound when people realize, okay, you can't have people steal up to $950 a day and call it a misdemeanor vis-a-vis California. You can't have this. You can't have this. Like, or uh, you, know where, you know where it's coming from? Because you, you, you brought up a good one about the, if it's just under $1,000. it's it's not even hardly a misdemeanor anymore you can't retain the people i'll tell you where where the pushback's really coming from and we're already seeing it it's happening in sacramento the retailers they're they're already saying look if if we can't stop all the shrinkage that's going on you know 40 50 times a day then then there's no reason for us to be here anymore and there's a number of stores in in major uh bay area, for b- bay area in, in particular they had a number of i think it was walgreens stores walgreens yeah. shut down like five walgreens simply because they were losing they were losing more than they were making now i worked uh, i worked in a there's a, a store up in our, our area uh, that has a spark logo if you know what i'm talking about and I, when i first got there the shrink problem was was it was bad but when i left the shrinkage and theft had gone up like five fold um, Can you imagine yeah. what it's like now? Why and, do you think everything's being put behind locked and locked devices? I remember asking my manager about that, and like so. And if you work at one of these stores, like for example, ink cartridges, when it was out and about, and you could get it, 
you were only allowed to put three on a shelf at one time. So if you had a slot, you only were allowed three. You wonder why there's never any out is because they were only allowed to put a couple in at a time. There's all these things they do, like these spider apps. And it was amazing. Like at the end of the night, the, ma- the amount of theft and things you would see. Or like my favorite one, just because I thought it was fairly clever, is somebody opening a package, taking a pair of headphones, wrapping up their other one, putting in without really opening the 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 sticker. So when somebody went to go, it was a used pair of headphones. Jeez. And like, like gross pair of headphones. So I'm in the state of California. Like if y'all don't know, it really is. It's up to $950 and it's non-stackable, which means it's not means you could steal $950 a day from one store, $950 from another store, 950 from other store. And you, and the uh, law enforcement can't say, okay, that's $3,000. That's a felony. No. Yeah. And so like each you, count is separate. And in Sacramento, you have people doing that with um, Apple stores and it's all sorts of things. Just clearing people out. You have mobs of people and it sounds like hyperbole, but it's happened and it's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I guess my point about this whole thing was that I think what we're going to see is that you're going to see so much push pushback from like retailers alone. I think Walgreens is just one <clears> example. Uh, that I know of, and I'm sure there's many others that are just going to close down stores and, and the convenience of having these stores in your local neighborhood is going to go away. So do you think, it could, like, so another thought real quick before we end the show, could it be that they just lock down the store so much, like everything's behind lock and key? Because our local uh, store that I, I worked at, anything worth a certain amount is under lock and key. Mm -hmm. Now, even phone cases are behind lock and key. So at what point where it become, will it become so onerous to the consumer that, that people are going to start complaining? Cause that's the only way, like I remember when I worked at the store, I was asking management, the big, the the guy at the head of the store, it's like, Hey, can we get a case for insert product here? It's because we're losing a ton of shit. Yeah. I, Something's got to got to happen. Something's got to ch- check out on this situation. You may be right. I think it may get to a point for box stores that are just going to have to put everything behind glass. And if you want something, you're going to have to ask for it, which is going to kill the browsing. And as far as I'm cor- concerned, the whole reason to go to a store, an actual physical store, is to be able to look at different products and handle them and look at them, actually see what they're, because, you know. <laughs> there are a number of things that you buy that you buy online that you know it may not yeah. fit uh, it's not the same color as in the picture isn't the same size isn't right whatever it may be and it's just nicer to actually go and handle it that's going to go away and pretty soon everything will just have to be you know uh, the the online purchase so when i worked at this 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 store with a smile um there were some interesting thefts like somebody took a crowbar from one section of the store pried off some of those uh they're reinforced, they're, they're hardened steel locks around laptops and popped off, like literally just by force popped them off, which is actually kind of amazing. Stole three fully functional laptops because the display units are literally uh, marked do not inventory displayed. And then if they're, then if they're still in decent shape at a certain period of time, they reduce the price by 50% because they're heavily used. Um, somebody stole, like they had an, uh, an iPhone five from one of the, the page go carriers. And it literally was not a functioning. No, it was from AT&T Verizon. It was a non-functioning iPhone. Like it didn't have a cell phone. It didn't have the GSM stuff, but it, you could play with it as a demo unit. Somebody popped that off. Somebody walked out with television, like not like a small 32, like a, a, a 50 inch TV walked out the door. 
And in, in, in this store, that if you were one of the, the asset protection people, and if you chased them out the property, if you stepped out the door after of them, even af- as an accident, you were terminated on the spot. One of the AP guys did it, and uh, he said, uh, had management take him to the back, said, okay, give me your shit, you're gone. Huh. I'm like, amazing amount of theft. Like, when I was there, you actually um, used to be able to give people games in like a jewel case. It was a lock spider case. And you couldn't do that. Instead of doing that, you'd walk them too. And then towards the end, they would say, hey, you want a game? It's like, you got to buy it here. And people would get mad. It's like, okay, just walk it, lock the game, and tough luck. I mean, it, it's good to the point when I was there that you couldn't take anything to the front that was more than a cell phone case. Yeah. Well, I, uh, from a friend of mine was talking about one of the things that, that these people would, very first thing they would steal, calculator. Do you know why? Yeah. So they could see if they got up to before, you know, so once they got close to a thousand dollars they made sure they stopped and then they just would go out the store with them in a basket. Yeah, I believe, I believe it. So yeah, crazy. Do you want to keep up to date on the maddest of the mad at the mad trio podcast? Check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or go to themadtrio.com. And ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you for listening to this edition of the Mad Trio podcast. Do me a favor, go over to our sponsored O-D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y. That's audacity.com. Make sure you use the word Mad Trio, all one word, all caps, for 10% off your final final order. Final. So ladies and gentlemen, for the California Pride, the fat man, and the old guy, as always, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.